I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Welcome back. It's The Real Brian Show. I hope you had an amazing 4th of July week. I gotta say, I've got something incredibly special, powerful, and impactful for you today, as promised. We're about to share a story and a very powerful new movement that will change your life and the lives around you. If you're up to the challenge, that is. Let's rock it! Well, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Hope you're having a great week so far. Getting started right. It's Monday, so you know you got to have a good day. Now, I'm not going to say much before going into this conversation because there is so much to share in so little time. No, it's going to be great. I will say this, though, very briefly. We are going to talk about something very powerful that came as a result of a very special person whom I knew and her legacy on this world. And I will say this. Something powerful is simply this. Kindness inspires each one of us sharing one simple act of kindness. Imagine the difference we could make in this world. Today, I bring on Suzanne Miller, who is somebody local to us here in Colorado, has a powerful story and an amazing thing that is happening as a result. Suzanne, welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you, Brian. Real Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited you're here. We... Gosh, we've known each other uh, for the most part for what? A long, long, long time. I would say over 15. I would say somewhere in there. I know. Wow. You were much younger, much cuter. No, no, that's not (laughs) nice. I got ugly. (laughs) That's not nice. (laughs) You're a good man. Always have been. It's unfortunate though that, you know, the the youthful beauty kind of starts to go away (laughs) and no matter how much I go, yeah, I'm still looking good. The reality is it's, it's all downhill. Well, and here I am doing a podcast with you. And as the old joke goes, I've got a great face for radio, so I shouldn't be talking. Oh, well, you know, it is what it is, but (laughs) I'm so glad you're here though. We, so we connected, uh, well, gosh, so like I said, we've known each other from years Mm -hmm. past. I knew, well, I I got to play with Alex, your son, which was awesome. And he's bassist. I'm piano. We used to rock the band together. I think one of... I can't remember if it was his idea or not, but we, we had a band name. It was called Dodging Hell. <laughs> that could, well, I don't know. You're both a little out there. So yeah, that's a good name for both of you. I'm not quite sure it was me that came up. I, I'm pretty sure he was part of that, but we used to have this idea for, we never did this though, but we had this idea for a shirt where it would be a t-shirt and with singed bottoms. Everybody would have that. And there was a little stick figure running, running from a pitchfork and flames. It. That was the idea. That's so good. We never got that far though, but anyway, it was. Don't uh, throw that idea away. That's a good one. <laughs> it would just be good for anything, doing something crazy like that. But yeah, and then we reconnected recently when um, you actually had contacted. I think it was the mayor, right? Yes. Yes, I contacted the mayor's office saying, "Look, I have no clue. People have told me that I contact somewhere in the city government about a proclamation." The person that I spoke to said. Yeah, I can do that for you, and I'd be happy to help with that. And by the way, I I knew Liz. Yeah. 
that uh, set me back just a little bit. From the very beginning, I was met with uh, a lot of positive comments and kindness and support. Absolutely. So that was just perfect. And that person was Sarah. Yes, it was. And she told Wonderful me all about what Sarah. you were doing. And I'm so I'm so thankful she told me about that. And mm-hmm. I looked into it and I thought, oh, because I knew Liz, of course, as well. Yep. She was a friend of mine. So before we get into that story, mm-hmm. I have to ask you, what, what do you nerd out about? My nerd thing, and I suppose this really does qualify as nerd, but I love connecting people. I love meeting oh, nice. new people and finding out what needs they have. And if I can be a part of a solution, a connection, a fix for their need. And that happens. And I that just lights me up. And um, the more that happens, the more excited I get to try to uh, see what I can happen, make happen next. So it's all, it's just fabulous that being a connector, if you can nerd out on something, it's that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny because I I did that years Mm -hmm. and every time I would get together some kind of a group or whatever, it would, I I would realize later that it was basically everybody who knew me Mm -hmm. and we'd all come together. We'd have a great time and I'd connect people. And and when I was doing local business and stuff like that, it was always connecting certain different vendors and business people with each other. And, and I enjoyed doing that. And I, it's one of those things, you know, when you're younger, you don't realize you do these things. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I read a little bit about the tipping point. And how he goes into the Maven connector and the salesperson. And I went, oh my gosh, I'm a connector. (laughs) I didn't even know it. And all these things you do and you don't even realize you do it. But I really have an appreciation for connectors because there's not enough of them. And the people that do it well, it's awesome. It's just a a delight to find someone who has a need and you can find a way to fix it or a solution for them. So it's a a connector. It's if you want to call it a gifting, then I'll call it a gifting. Absolutely. That is totally what I nerd out on. There's nothing more satisfying than connecting uh, with someone and discovering a need and also finding a, an answer to that need. That's awesome. Make a difference. That's, that's the thing I look at. I I always tell people it's a a cliche thing could be a kitchen refrigerator magnet, but I think it's true (laughs) and it has depth in my life for me. Sure. Loving God, loving people and loving coffee. That's my that's yes. my third one. <laughs> I actually have a shirt that says those three things. Mm, there we go. I love it. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is great. So obviously that has led into, you know, where you're at today, but um do a Liz thing. So I mm-hmm. was I didn't even know about this until Sarah had talked with you yes. and then presented the card you know, that you, you hand mm-hmm. out this, this little business card and it says do That's a list right. thing. And I thought, Oh my gosh, what's this all about? So I checked it out, mm-hmm. read about it, was very, very impressed, but also it was, it was special for me just because again, having known Liz and everything right. too. So explain what do a list thing is and then explain sure. how it all got started and what it's all about and all that. Well, do a Liz thing is a movement that started here locally, very small but it seems to be growing and has struck a chord with people. And people now post things on the Do a Liz Thing Facebook page. And the idea is you're doing something selfless, not seeking a reward. The reward itself comes, as a friend told me, in the execution of something selfless. Mm. And when that's done, it's a beautiful thing. And I always tell people we nudge the world forward Little by little, when one act of kindness is shared, that goes on and on and on in ways that are unexpected and that we may not see, but that doesn't stop us from repeated acts of kindness in this world. Hmm. 
Mm. It's a good thing. And you don't see that very often. Unfortunately, well, I do. I, you do, I do now. Yeah, you do now. <laughs> I'm, um, people will send things to me. I'm sort of the repository of, hey, I heard something that you would like, is what people will tell me all the oh, time. Nice. And they'll share that. They feel a little awkward about it uh, for a couple of reasons. They're either not familiar with doing that kind of thing, something for someone else, someone random, or the other thing, and I, I get this totally, I don't want to bring attention to myself or I'm not comfortable with giving myself an attaboy, a pat on the Mm. back. And that's not what do a Liz thing is about when people post these things on the Facebook page. It's not to say, aren't I great? I did. And then fill in the blank, whatever they did. But it's the idea of sharing that that was done. And then that inspires other people then in a way that, well, perhaps I could do something similar or I couldn't do that, but I could tweak that and I could do something like that uh, in another way. And um, those things just tend to grow and they blossom. And that's, that's what do a Liz thing is all about. I think it's absolutely amazing. You know, you, you've heard the pay it forward sort of things in the past, you know, and and you do see people do things like this periodically. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting because I used to see this more personally. Mm-hmm. And recently I've seen it significantly less often. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I, I used to do the bike path test. And I've talked about this on the show where you smile at somebody, nod your head, you wave, you say hi, whatever. And people would always be like, hello, how are you? And nowadays they won't even look at you. And I no. thought, and that's only been within the last two to three years. Yeah. And so I feel like people really need something like this right now. I mean, we're so focused on ourselves. Well, and I think it's so easy in this wonderful social media world Mm -hmm. that we have, but it also makes it easy. You can sit at your keyboard and send out hurtful, um, (laughs) flame-throwing kind of comments and hit the send button without any responsibility or knowing who's on the other end reading those comments. The hurt that it can cause, the confusion, the anger, rather than sitting face to face with someone and saying, you know, this really is bugging me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk it through. I think that's a better way to go than than the current situation of just being able to throw something out, be a flamethrower. I don't think flamethrower, flamethrowing gets us very far down oh, the road no. in understanding and connection and no, relationship. Not at all. No, it creates wars and fights and everything else. And I see it in gaming a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still part of the gaming community and you do see a lot of flame. Th- I like the mm-hmm. flame throwing. That's a great idea. Um, I mean, a great term for that, but that, that is a very common thing. And I thought this was fantastic is that when you are angry. So if I am angry at you, for example, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily and probably not even you. It's probably me dealing with something else. If if you were to do something to me, then I would say, okay, we need to talk about this. But the anger usually comes from something personal, not necessarily the something that other people right. did. And I liked that because it got me thinking, okay, the anger is literally the self-focus. It's me stuck in my own mind and whatever my circumstances are, rather than doing exactly what you're saying here is to get out of my own self and to look at other people and to be a blessing to others and, and try to be an encouragement to them and do something for them. Yes. The idea, and here's what I tell people often, the habit of self-preoccupation is a hard one to overcome. Yes. And yet, if we are able to decrease our um, focus on self and turn that to someone else and doing something for someone else, then 
I think that takes some of that away that you were talking about that angry about things in the world, but there's no way to do anything about it. You have taken the focus off yourself and on another. I think that's the way to go. So this is, I agree with you wholeheartedly that if you can, and I like what you said, the habit of preoccupation. Self-preoccupation is yeah. a hard one to break. Or self, yes, I'm sorry, yeah. self-preoccupation, because you think about self-focus and selfishness and everyone's like, whatever. But I like what you said <laughs> about self you're preoccupied with yourself. Maybe you're not even a selfish person by nature, but you're preoccupied with yourself for whatever reason. Maybe right. it's even a noble circumstance, and I'm doing air quotes here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I hear it all the time. Oh, well, we're busy with this. Right. Well, that's a legitimate circumstance, but maybe there's still self-preoccupied. I like this. I actually never thought of it like this. <laughs> okay. So, yes, you're right. To break that, it's hard, mm-hmm. but it's necessary. You've done this. How do you do this? Well, I think I've I've learned a lot. Liz, our mm-hmm. daughter, was um, a youth minister. Mm-hmm. She, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you the Liz story, if that's okay. I now. would love to hear it. Liz was um, diagnosed with epilepsy at age 12. It was controlled with medication. She skied, drove, swam, camped, hiked, did all of the things that a kid would do in Colorado. It didn't impact her life. Um, she had to take medication, and occasionally there would be what's called a breakthrough through seizure, but those were rare, but they did happen. Liz was, uh, as I said, in youth ministry. She had one of those breakthrough seizures Mm -hmm. at 24 years old in the middle of her youth ministry career and uh, experienced a seizure that stopped her heart and Liz died March 28, 2008. It knocked us flat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her mom and her dad, two brothers and sister, we didn't know what to do. No one thought about what do you say when your your child dies, yeah. your sister, how, how do you handle that? That's not an expected calendar event. The way then that do a Liz thing began was people came to us on especially after the first anniversary of Liz's death, which again, no parent knows how to plan for yeah, that. That's yeah. not a calendar date that you want to mark and put a red calendar, uh, red ring around on a calendar date with the death of your child. Yet that comes around every year. And what do we do with that? Yeah. And friends started suggesting to us, hey, you ought to go do things like Liz did so routinely for someone who's hurting as much as you are. And then they would relay stories to us about um, Liz showing up at someone's doorstep with um, a bunch of balloons and chocolates tied to it and a card and a note or delivering flowers to an office and leaving it on someone's desk or at their school at their desk saying you're with a card attached saying you're better than this rough moment. Meet me at the coffee shop and let's talk about it. And then there would be a little gift card attached. Liz was thoughtful. She knew how to reach out and connect with people and she uh, did that well. So she knew how to make a difference in people's lives. I'll give you one quick example. The youth minister, when Liz was in high school, um, was having a youth retreat at Lake McConaughey. The water was low, he said. The heat was miserable. 
he brought his family with him. And his son at that time, just a little guy, autistic. The dad was trying to comfort him, but not being able to find a way to reach his autistic son and bring him some comfort. And as he sat up on the hilltop contemplating, we just ought to pull the plug on this event and I'll take him home rather than endure a whole weekend of his being miserable. Liz came along, who was in high school at that time, and asked how things are going, clearly seeing that it wasn't going well. She reached out and touched Spencer's hand. Spencer pulled away, and then Rick said the most amazing thing happened. The dad said the most wonderful thing happened, that his son Spencer left his lap, and hugged the leg of Liz Miller. Mm. And Liz knew how to connect with people Mm -hmm. and make them feel special, knew how to connect with them in a way that made them feel free and safe and made them ultimately feel some better. And Rick said that that's only happened two other times in all of Spencer's life that he would reach out to someone else. Liz knew how to do that. Mm. So it was easy then to say, yeah, we get that. And I'll also tell you, after Liz's death, I got hundreds of condolence notes from people that I'll never know. Mm -hmm. Liz was in youth ministry in New Orleans and in Texas. These people wrote to say how sorry they were that Liz died, but their notes started with these kind of words. They would say, you don't know me and you don't know what it meant when Liz. And then they would Mm. relay some story about how Liz impacted the life of their middle or high school student, came into their life at a rough time and made them feel that they could survive it and that they were someone worth having as a friend. It then became easy for us to say, okay, let's do this on the day then of her death. Let's mark it this way by doing those Liz kind of things. Mm. And that's how do a Liz thing started. Someone said, I'll help you set up the Facebook page. Someone else said, I'll, I'd like to buy these little gift cards, the business cards that you use. Let's get that set up. Let's set up a web page and then let's have people post them. And that will only encourage other people to do more kindnesses. And let's spread this thing. And so that's how it started. I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) I think I actually might have messaged this to you, but I remember saying that, you know, the world was a better place when Liz was here. Yeah. And it's worse off without her. Mm -hmm. And it's so true because you have memories of people throughout life. Right. And some of them are clearer than others. And my memories of Liz are clearer than most people. Mm -hmm. And I always remember she had a smile. And I I can't even honestly picture her without a smile right now, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. I just always remember her smile and everything. In fact, I saw an actor. uh, Ironically, it was a guy, but he had, I looked and I was like, there's something familiar about this guy's smile. I can't place it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Liz's smile. It's exactly the same. It was really funny. Um, But I remember she was the first person to introduce me to the word chortle, (laughs) which... (laughs) (laughs) what a great great word um and then homestar runner which is those Mm. i I don't even know if they're even around anymore but that was one of those early i guess it's probably 12 12 13 years ago or something like that um little flash animation cartoon (sighs) things you know that she used to say oh my gosh you got to see this and she would just crack up and i love these stories it was awesome i mean you just every every experience with liz was joyful right and you know it's so funny because you you know when i look back on that i go what's wrong with me right now (laughs) 
I should be like her. I should be smiling. I should be more joyful all of the time, not just some of the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, it, it really is like when when this whole thing came about, it's like this is a model. Yeah, it's a legacy. You know, she really did leave the world a better place. Liz was real. Yes. She had her troubles. She had things. I mean, she could relate to sure. real time, real world struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz was not oblivious to that. But the thing that Liz knew so well is that all of those things are temporary. Mm-hmm. And her connection with God was something real and powerful and allowed her to say, this is a struggle for today, but it won't always be a struggle. Yeah, and I, I have that. a helper alongside of me mm-hmm. uh, with her faith in God and her friendships that she could say, I can, I'll get through this. Mm. She was good at that. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And whether things were good or whether things were bad, Liz still knew that all those other things were temporary. She dominated her circumstances. She did. Yep. And that's the thing. You're right. You know, we, we go through troubles mm-hmm. we go through circumstances that are not fun liz never allowed them to rule her and, at least that i know of yeah you and know. that whole i mean she was an adolescent too i mean growing sure. up with epilepsy is not something that <laughs> that wasn't easy for her sure you know during the times when getting medication balances just right and then throwing in adolescence and growth spurts and all of those things that made that a bit tricky from time to time she had seizures at school on Mm -hmm. occasion that's not mm -mm, that was a hard thing for her absolutely but she handled it with grace and her friends understood and supported her because she was very open about it that made it dealing with it all that much easier for liz it's not easy but made it easier she felt safe yeah. Know, with those friends around her and understanding what was going on, you deal with it and you keep going. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what, yeah, that's what made her exceptional. I think so. So how do you believe that do a Liz thing has, I mean, changed you? It's changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's changed people. I know this because yeah. I've heard some of the stories and you can share mm-hmm. one if you want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you talk about you hear so many positive things. Yes. And it's interesting because I, I actually kind of don't as much. <laughs> I wish I did. Um, but you know what? It's, it's who and what you surround yourself with. And that's something that I've been moving more towards is that. And I'm starting to hear more of it than I used to. But I truly believe what you fill your mind with is what defines you. It, well, at least it, it has a huge impact on, on who you become and what you do and that kind of thing, too. So if you're filling your mind with all of these wonderful, wonderful stories of people doing incredible things, It obviously has changed you and it's impacted others and changed Mm -hmm. them. I would say this, you're right on with what you said. Not everything though is uh, grand and wonderful. It's not everything is a Disneyland um, fireworks in the sky kind (laughs) of of experience that people share with me. But the sweetness of it all is that, um, I'll, I'll tell you something that's very simple, very humble. Um, a friend wrote to me and sent me a card saying, I was at a subway. The kid in line in front of me, his debit card wasn't working. She said, I just happened to have a $20 bill in my hand. And she said, I thought all of a sudden I could do a Liz thing here. And instead of just being, come on, kid, get out of the way, you're and having him leave his lunch there, she just stepped up and said, let me buy your lunch today. Mm. And she said, you know, I don't usually do that kind of thing. So did that rock that guy's world for the rest of his life? Doubtful. But it rocked hers. It did hers. Yes. And she took the time then to 
put that on paper, yeah. put an envelope, put an envelope stamp and, and mail it to me so that I would hear that story and she could share it. And it was cemented in her mind that mm-hmm. this was something that she could, if it was in the front of her mind, she could do it. I, I thought that was huge. It's a yeah. mindset. Yes. It is a mindset. Mm-hmm. But you know, what's interesting is that, you know, you said not all of them are the Disneyland fireworks. Right. I, I think the simple things are, I mean, saying, okay, you know, I'm just going to cover that person's lunch in front of me. That's simple. Mm-hmm. And that's easily attainable if you choose to do it. You know, doing the Disneyland fireworks, I think would cause most people to say, yeah, I'm never going to be able to do something that grand. So I just right. won't do anything at all. So the yes. simple things I think actually are where it, it counts. And not to mention, each of those things change you slowly, slowly. Yes, and it's not all dollar value. People will say, I'll just do a kindness for someone. I offer, someone told me, and again, I don't know most of these people, but just Mm -hmm. said, uh, I saw a car broken down and it was a mom and a a little kid. And she said, I thought that was safe enough. I offered them a ride to the next exit to Mm -hmm. the gas station so they could get their car fixed. And she said, I wouldn't do that kind of thing before. Again, she's... (laughs) That was just going out of her way a little bit, you yeah. know, to do that. But top of mind awareness, I can do something for someone else. I can take the focus off of my schedule, my needs, my urgent time and do something for another. I think we just make everything a more satisfying place if we can do that. We had to fly to California recently mm-hmm. to uh, say goodbye to my great uncle. And we get on the tram from the parking lot to the airport And this guy jumps in and he starts freaking out, you know, hey, what's up, everyone? It's Memorial Day weekend. And, you know, he's how is everybody? How are you doing? He's like, isn't it great to be in America that we get a chance to fly somewhere Mm. on a weekend, you know, and he starts asking people how they're doing and he's smiling. And I thought, you know, what? this is exactly what Liz would do. (laughs) It is so cool to because, you know, you I rarely see something like that. Most people are, you know, looking at their phones and, you know, they don't want to talk to you. They're in their personal space. And I thought this was so cool. And it brought a smile to my face and it changed the entire trip, you know, to a totally different thing. And so that's nothing that was like you said, it wasn't monetary. Mm -hmm. It wasn't grand. But all it was was somebody walking in and just having joy and expressing that joy. I'm with you. Yeah. We ought to do that more. I know. So I'm, I'm, I wish I would have had a card there. I could have said, here, go write down what you just did. <laughs> um, I love one thing that uh, a fellow in, from Sydney, Australia wrote. Again, I'll, I'll never meet this, this uh, person, but he held up a sign, um, just a sheet of paper, and it said, do a Liz thing, Sydney, Australia, and he's donating blood. You know, that's very practical, very helpful. But he said, I I wouldn't have done that kind of thing had I not heard about this. So somewhere on the social media world, he came across do a Liz thing and decided to do that. Again, someone else, uh, a favorite thing of mine from somewhere in the, the eastern part of the U.S. I forget now exactly where. But my father is celebrating his beating cancer and I wanted to go say a thank you to those. So she said, so the nurses that tended to him got flowers today. Hmm. The doctor that did the surgery and did all of those things got a thank you card with a little uh, a gift card with the thank you note attached to it. The rehab people, she said, I brought in a box of donuts for them. So, hmm. but she, you know, those things are, are wonderful and sweet and showing appreciation for someone. Just again, taking the time, the habit of 
self-preoccupation, <laughs> if you can get past that and do something for someone else, life is just better for all of those uh, that we run into. It's interesting getting past the habit of preoccupation. We have a friend right now who's extremely busy. Ex- mm-hmm. I mean, just packed constantly. And I mean, so busy that you kind of go, how are you alive? You know, yeah. really? And yet she brought us a dinner right after we got back, you know, again from California, seeing my great uncle because she knew, you know, it was a tough time. And then of course getting, uh, not having food in the house. And, and I thought, okay, hold on a second here. This person doesn't even have time for herself and maybe not even enough time to sleep. And yet she did a dinner for us. She is trying to get past that habit of self preoccupation because she's not a selfish person. She's a very giving person. She always has been, but right now her circumstances preoccupy her life. To see someone still do something like that is so honorable, it's even if they don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's always a reminder to me, you know, to say, you're right. It's a mindset. I'm preoccupied with myself mm-hmm. a lot. I don't mean to be. Right. And then I go, okay, you know, it, it really becomes like, I love the habit. I think that's, it's true because you say, okay, I do this and then you fall back into the habit. So you've got to break the habit by doing more of those Liz things. And then eventually it becomes a habit to do Liz things all the mm-hmm. time. And it takes time. I mean, what is it? 21 days, right? To really, truly break a habit. <laughs> I think that's what I've read. Right? Yeah, give or take. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a very important thing to move into that. To get a little deeper for just a second, mm-hmm. how do you think or how have you seen this truly change a person that does Liz things and even who receives Liz things? Mm-hmm. Have you seen any stories like that where it's like, wow, this is a significant thing? I suppose the most real one is for me. Instead of... Uh, thinking about our daughter is dead. Let's be clear here. The reason that people post things on Facebook and talk about do a Liz thing, um, the reality of that is our daughter is gone. She's mm-hmm. not here with us anymore. And rather than having the my life be about closing the blinds mm-hmm. and just waiting uh, for the end, I don't want to live or spend any energy on anything anymore decided that's not the way Liz lived her life. Mm. That's not the message of how Liz lived her life. I want to be doing those things rather than folding up my tent Mm. and not engaged in life. I'm alive. I'm called here to be doing good. Mm Mm-hmm. For me, that's the biggest impact is I'm not going to let this thing shut me down from life. Liz's death could, but I'm not going to let that shut me down. Mm. You go on, you love God, you love people, and you stay strong Mm -hmm. until the end. Mm. I'll see Liz again. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt about that, but I'm not going to, the word, fold up my tent and Mm. just disappear from engaging in life. I'm not going to do that. Mm. I love that. Because you're right, that's the that's the easy way out. It, it is hard, you know, and I've never lost what you've lost, obviously, mm-hmm. so I don't understand personally. Sarah and I have talked about, we've had loss in our lives, you know, other other types of loss right. that, you know, it could be as painful in a different, totally different sense, you know. But, you know, that's interesting you said that because that was, I mean, in all of the, quote, loss situations or, or horrible, horrible challenges that, like you said, I like that, ter- that term of folding up your tent. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times in my life, I and mean, I can only speak for myself, that I've wanted to fold up my tent. To choose not to is is difficult, but it's the right thing to do. And you're still alive. I'm still alive. You know, mm-hmm. when I got hit by that car on my bike, 
I should have died that day. The ER doctor said I should have died that day. The fact that I'm still alive means I'm, you know, I'm not done. I still have a purpose here. And so, uh, man, that's inspiring to hear that because it can't be easy. Obviously the, the desire to fold up the tent is very real for a lot of people. Maybe, maybe even everyone for all we know, I don't know, but wow. You know, I love what you said. I'm going to keep the tent up and I'm going (laughs) to, wow. We're called to love God and love people. Yeah. And we keep going strong until the end. There's, that sounds cliche, but you just get up and do what you can do. Yeah. You know, it, it does sound cliche, but it's very simple, not easy, but it's simple. Mm-hmm. And you have if, a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Well, thank you for sharing that. I really, really appreciate mm-hmm. it. How can we get involved with this? And you know, for those who knew Liz, mm-hmm. this is a way, like you even said, it's, it's a way to honor Liz and her memory right. and the legacy that she left mm-hmm. for those who do not know Liz. Well, now you know a little bit of the story. You can probably read more on the website, but even if you don't know, Liz, this is a way to honor a great person's legacy, Mm -hmm. but also to do something that will mean something to someone else. And and like you said, it's changed you. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's something people don't think about when they get out of that habit of self preoccupation (laughs) is they're like, well, Oh, I don't have my cup is empty. I've said this recently. My cup is empty. I don't have anything to give to someone else. Ironically, when you give to someone else, you're actually changing yourself too or you're, you're blessing yourself in a way, even though you don't really understand you're doing that. And it may not feel like it at the time. You're wise. <laughs> School of hard knocks. <laughs> so I, I want to, I want to make sure that we can offer a place for people to get involved, mm-hmm. but also um, even, even giving an action step of some kind, like what, what is, I hate to say this, but mm-hmm. what's in, people are going to say, what's in it for me really? Mm-hmm. And again, that's that habit, habit of self preoccupation, but there is a reason for that. Mm-hmm. To say that, yes, get involved. Yes, this is going to help someone else, but it's also going to help you and change you. And I think that's, I hate to say this, but some people have to hear that. It is true. And it's so simple. Yeah. I mean, there are um, just to be on the lookout for ways to do something for another. How about writing that thank you note or a note of appreciation to someone? That requires uh, a note and a stamp and a little bit of time putting some words on paper and sending it to them. We get junk mail in these days in the mailbox, but when that note comes and there's something written there that someone has noticed about you or incur- wanted to send some way a note to encourage you, that means a lot, and we hang on to those things. They're meaningful. That doesn't require a, a big cash outlay to mm-hmm. do that. Um, holding the door open for someone, oh, how yeah. simple can that be, rather than saying, I got to get in here. Yep. But let me hold the door open for you. People have... And again, you can go to the Facebook page and that's where you'll find those things. And again, that's why people post them is it may spark a little creative idea in you and something that you can do. I love this one. People leave little uh, sandwich snack bag on laundry machines. Mm and say, you know, I can pay for the dryer today. And you'll go through and there'll be snack bags taped to the door of the dryer with a dollar and quarters, you know, Mm -hmm. stuck on there. So there are all kinds of ways and it makes them feel better and it sure makes you feel a lot better. 
you know, I like it's almost a almost a challenge in a game to get creative with it. That's which is cool. Well said. A challenge in a game to come up with ways to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people, I'll tell you an, another cool creative one. Someone stuck a do a Liz thing card inside a red box movie sleeve with a $5 bill inside it and said, snacks are on us tonight. Mm. Now you go do a Liz thing next time. Oh, I love it. I thought that was creative <laughs> and cool. That's cool. Yeah. Simple things too are great. And mm-hmm. I was even thinking, you know, when you mentioned the holding the door open, mm-hmm. I, that was something I mentioned on an early episode of this show mm-hmm. that I was at Starbucks and there was this girl coming in and she stopped and realized there was a guy behind her with his arm full of boxes. Right. And she stopped and she opened the door. Well, she went in first and then kind of noticed him and then went back out, grabbed the door, opened it and held it open for him and then walked through and then smiled and said hi to me. And I'm just going, wow, I did not expect that. It was just such an amazing, but it's simple, right? Super simple, but an amazing moment. We had a, a, you know, a big group gaming thing, interaction and all that. And, uh, you know, when you start to sense something's off with someone, I I do sometimes. So I, I reached out to the person afterwards and I just said, you know, is everything okay? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about this. I wasn't thinking about the dualist thing at the time. Mm-hmm. All I was was everything okay? What's going on? And it turns out, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. But the person was so thankful and I didn't realize the impact that I had had in that moment. But I mean, it's like, it's so simple just to be aware of what's going on around you. But then I like that what you were saying about, you know, trying to think of new things and get creative right. with fun little things that that starts to, as, as we talk about, change the pathways in our brain as well. It does. Which creates a new habit. Looking for opportunities. I think that's uh, if you can set your mind on that, looking for opportunities to do something for someone else. Yeah. That's a good discipline. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. So you. where do we need to go to, to get involved with this? Sure. Get involved. It's not a sign up sheet. It's, well, it's so more simple. Of, yeah, I know. Well, it's to go do it. Yes. But if somebody wants to read more or right. be a part of the Facebook group, that kind of sure. thing is what I mean. Go to uh, on the Facebook page, go to do a Liz thing. And then you can learn more about um, family and Liz and a little bit more about it by going to the uh, website, uh, do a Liz It'll have some information there too. But people just randomly post things. It'll go um, for a little while and you won't hear something. Someone just sent me a a note yesterday saying um, something that they saw in Indianapolis. And it was random acts of flowers, Mm. which I love. Um, There's an organization there where this flower company has contracted with uh, nursing homes and They get flowers from weddings, from funerals, from other events. They take them, they create new arrangements from them and deliver them to retirement centers and nursing homes. And they have a a big bus that says random acts of flowers. And they, the the person (laughs) sent a note saying, I thought of you when I saw this and thought it would be a cool do a Liz thing. She said, now I'm going to donate some flowers to them and I have extra vases. So, you know, again, that's, that's helping that organization organization, but it's the looking for opportunities to do something for another person and the mindset that we've talked about. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, whether you choose to go onto the website or join the Facebook group or not, Mm -hmm. um, get out there and do a Liz thing. Seriously, you know, and and you don't even, you can share it with us. You can share it with the real Brian show community. I don't really care what you do. You don't have to share it at all, but just go do it. Go do a Liz thing. Absolutely. Suzanne, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. I would really encourage you to get involved with the movement of do a listening. 
Of course, many of you never knew Liz. Some of you did. But I would highly encourage you, whether you knew her or not, whether you're in Colorado or a different state or country, really, I mean, this is something that can impact so many people one at a time. Go to doaliszthing.com. Check it out. Read about it. Get involved in the Facebook group. But really, go out there and do something like this. Honestly, this is this is powerful. We should be doing this. This is really how we can unleash our superhero in the lives around us. Thank you for joining me. Have an awesome week. We'll see you Friday. I'm The Real Brian. Sign it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.